Hi, this is Jack's Corner, where I discuss issues on society and culture here in America. Welcome, welcome everyone to Jack's Corner. I am here with the Duchess Veronica, and uh, we just want to kind of catch you guys all up to date, let you know what's going on with us, with home, with uh, a little bit about everything, because there's been a lot that's been going on. So, um... We turned out we, we we just recently found found out that both of our cats are boys, our little <laughs> kittens. So we have Max and formerly known as Akira is now Akiro. <laughs> and they're growing and they're absolutely beautiful. They're like twins. They're kind of like a mix of albino, but it's weird because they stay together, they play together, they sleep together, they do everything they together. They look more like white tigers, really. The markings. Because they have these stripes. That are like a, like a white And tiger. Akira has spots. Like a little leopard. It's beautiful. And it Max beautiful. has stripes like a little white tiger. So they're both very beautiful cats. Yes, they are. Kittens. Going to be gorgeous cats when they get older. Yeah, I think Akira was probably the runt of the litter. He's very fine-boned and um, more perspicacious you know more reticent before he jumps into anything whereas max kind of just jumps right in you know um no that's a kiro no a kiro i think is is more laid back um well we have a difference of opinion you see them in a different light well because okay i'll give you guys a quick example okay just yesterday we were looking for a kiro we couldn't find him and we had opened up the garage door. And the last thing I remembered was Max going, trying to get into the garage. And I brought him out of the garage. So I thought, I know Akira is always the one that's exploring the farthest. So I thought to myself, we couldn't find him. He's probably in the garage. Because if anything, he was leading Max into the garage because he pretty much leads. <laughs> Sure enough, we go to open the door of the garage, and guess what? There's Akiro. <laughs> yes, there it was. Well, I will say this. Um, Max, to me, is the more adventuresome. He'll begin the journey, and then Akiro kind of takes over. Once Max does the first foray of the area, um, and Akiro is then, okay, it's cool. Then Akiro will go, and he'll lead from there. So it's a weird kind of, they're very symbiotic. Um, they you know lay together they lick each other their faces their paws they're very very close and very loving toward one another they play and they're just beautiful just beautiful yeah so um earlier this week veronica came to me and she says jackie your next task is to sell my art <laughs> yeah and I thought wow okay this is uh getting serious because I've never sold art um I've never sold any of my pieces I've given away my pieces of art to family or close friends and uh I thought okay what am I gonna do so the first thing I thought of doing was revamping her web page not the website but her web page within the website, which is her profile, her biography. And she handed over to me four pages of 
um, worthy material that describes her 23 years in prison in a very short professional and very justified kind of way and it gives you an insight into the practices of these institutions so um i was moved to go ahead and update her bio and link her portfolio which is very nice i created that on canva and uh i also included on one of the links not only a link to her father one of her father's uh paintings that is selling for between 10 and 20 grand because he's passed away now so his art is worth a lot more and uh there's a link to diego rivera from mexico who her father studied under in mexico city mexico and uh there's also the link to jane doe which veronica wrote of as her personal childhood biography and her experience with childhood trauma representing herself as Jane Doe in the manuscript which is available on Amazon and I linked that to her um to her link there Jane Doe on her webpage so check that out definitely on our website museumamericana.com and go into the gallery and go into Veronica's bio and check it out well thank you Jax you're welcome. And and again, her pieces, any of the pieces from her collections, I want to mention real quick. They're they're up for sale. There are a few that are private, but that can be discussed. If you're interested in purchasing one of these pieces or exhibiting one of these pieces, please get in contact with us at museumamericana at gmail.com. Okay, I'm going to have Veronica take it away, and she's going to introduce... Um, a little bit of Jane Doe, I believe. And we're going to go ahead and switch over from Sister Me to Jane Doe because Jane Doe is a very important manuscript and it kind of leads into her psychological um, life choices. And it's very interesting and very compelling and very raw. Um, so definitely keep that in mind. All right, and with that um, very strong introduction, um, this is a story um, that has adult content because although I was a child and it happened to me, the content is still adult because we're talking about uh, childhood trauma and I was kidnapped as a child. <clears throat> so it begins. This morning, I was again naked, holding a sheet against my wet sticky body it was probably the first 24 hours of my kidnapping I can see my innocent nakedness between my thighs like a tender peach cruelly torn open my flesh there is so perfect in its pristine childness hairless and devoid of any woman's sexuality this private area of my body is bruised a purple blue swelling the little mound that is so mysteriously coveted by men beaten apart by this man there is red deep red blood on my tiny thighs I'm so scared I feel hysterical because I can't understand why this is happening and why 
God hasn't come to rescue me yet. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a very intense introduction. And that pretty much brings you into uh, the childhood trauma that was experienced by Veronica during her kidnapping of two and a half years when she was only 10 years old. So uh, we're going to be getting into that. There's people that can't read because they don't have um, access to... to the eyesight and if um it's not in braille so if exactly you, yeah if you're blind and there's people that really prefer to listen to podcasts because of the audio content right so we're going to introduce to you on behalf of veronica's story personal childhood trauma jane doe and the science of trauma which i will narrate and um jackie will host uh but we just wanted to give you a update prior to us beginning our next podcast. Yeah, and just a reminder for all of you who may not be following us uh as of recent, the manuscript is available on Amazon. There's a link to that on our website on Veronica's webpage in the gallery, her bio profile, the first paragraph there for Jane Doe, there's a link and you can link to Amazon and get it free on Kindle right now. So that's up there for you guys, okay? All right. Well, thank you. Um, and I think that we'll start with the text uh, on our next interview in Jack's Corner. Yeah. Yeah, right. we'll definitely do that. Uh, that's pretty much our update. We don't have anything else other than, oh, yeah, um, a little tidbit here. We went camping the other day. <laughs> oh my god you're we not thought, gonna tell them that story well we thought we were going camping we thought that we were gonna go to an actual stream and a river we went to an actual a, river yeah, we, went we went to, to a, a concrete a, wall a campsite called river's end where the river supposedly ends but it was with, more like a creek yeah at best with a concrete wall as a backdrop it was just horrendous i mean here we're expecting to be out in the wilderness and the rushing water and the rocks and we get there and it literally is a concrete wall with a trickle of green mossy water that is kind of stagnant. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and to make things worse, every so often there's a train because there's tracks on the other side of that brick wall. <laughs> So the train would come by and, and, you know, Veronica, I'm sure, was thinking after taking her meds, I'm not going to be able to sleep here. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. So she, she suggested we go. And as she suggested we went on, which we were getting ready and packing up to go, these two gentlemen come over that uh, work in the, the RV campground site, and they invited us to a barbecue. They were very nice, yes. Yeah. So, but I just wasn't up to go socialize with two strange men. And, you know, they seemed nice and um, so forth. And there were other people at the barbecue. But I just wasn't comfortable with, you know. And they were going to, you know, you can come party with us. It's all on us, the barbecue. And it's like. They said, bring your herb. <laughs> yeah. It was like, not in, not, not this, yeah. not this life. So and luckily it, it was, was very just nice a 30 minute drive from home so we drove back home and had a great night's sleep here at home yeah had i been 40 years younger i probably would have said oh okay yeah one of the sad things though was when we arrived there we got to talking to the um the manager her name is charlene char 
and oh, she man. was telling me that her husband had just passed away that Monday. Unbelievable. And just. this was the weekend we were there, and I thought, oh, my God, he died of a heart attack. And I thought, this is horrible. So Veronica and I had to take a trip back to the store. We ended we up going to the Vons in town. And we flowers. bought her a beautiful bouquet of flowers that I got to pick out. And Veronica and you did a agreed. great job. And... Um, uh, went ahead and left those with a card, a sympathy card for her, um, at her little residence there at the campground site. But yeah, we ended up coming home and, um, yeah, sometimes it's just the kindness of strangers. Like, you know, she doesn't know us. We'll never talk to her again. Um, it was just a chance meeting and, uh, but she got flowers and it just shows that we were caring and that's the way humanity is supposed to be you know what I mean you shouldn't have to wait to get credit for doing anything it's like you do it because it needs to be done you know as a kind gesture and um, that's what it was it was a kind gesture and uh, it was Jack's idea and I definitely co-signed it it was wonderful it's a very nice thing to do so thank you for that yeah it probably you know it probably helped brighten up her day yes, for that I'm day because sure. yeah. I'm you know I could tell by the look of her in her face that she was still in mourning. Oh, hell yeah. Big That'll time. last for years. Yeah. Big time. So I was, you know, we were very fortunate to have, have, have had her help us out that day that we got there because we weren't hauling an RV. She could have turned us away and she first asked if we were living out of our car because she saw the mattress in the car and I explained to her that we have a tent set up that goes in the back of the car and she says, oh, you guys are here camping out. That's great. I'm not going to turn you away. She, she was, was just the sweetest nice, woman. Yeah. So, so yeah. And we didn't spend the night. We came home, but she was given some flowers, and I, I think it probably just helped let her know that there is humanity in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Never underestimate just the kind gestures that strangers, um, that we as strangers to others can provide, you know, to without them knowing who or why. But just to brighten up someone's life, you know, it's it's a good thing to do. And uh, we should be doing that more often. Yes. Yes. Um, I told you about the, the man that were pulled over on the side of the road the other day. I was coming back from the grocery store and they had a gas can on top of their car. And they were kind of walking in between traffic when the light was red, which was safe for them. But they were asking for money to get home to get to Lancaster and I know where Lancaster is that's quite a way so I gave him five bucks cash because I was carrying ten dollars cash on me which is rare that we carry cash anymore right, nowadays right. but I felt really bad for him and he was there with somebody else so I gave him five dollars cash for his gas to get to Lancaster but you know you never know you never know that, that could help. be you yeah that could be you yeah just or the other day, us, I got know, stuck. I got stuck at the drive-through at CVS. Yeah. The car died on us, and actually, I was there by myself. But the car didn't necessarily die on me. But the shift link, when you go to shift into park, reverse, neutral drive, that slipped and it completely unhinged from underneath the motor, so you couldn't put it into any gear. I had to sit outside my car. I had a camping chair, so I sat it out outside my car, and anyone approaching the drive-thru for medication or for the COVID test, I had to tell them that my car broke down 
at the drive-thru and they would have to walk inside. And that must have been, what, a good hour and a half, two hours maybe? Yeah. Maybe more? Yeah, about two hours because I had to wait yeah. for a tow truck. It was a lot, yeah. But I thank remember. God we have AAA. Yeah. I'll tell you what, AAA comes through. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's worth what you pay a year for AAA service. <clears throat> and then I was also able to get it towed from home to the mechanic shop where they went ahead and did the work on the car and did a, did a great job. So, um, you know, AAA came in handy. Indeed. Well, um, let's see here. We, uh, want to incorporate into our videos, some drone footage. And right now we're waiting to get our drone back from Juliet, which is, um, she's with bioluminescent films. bioluminescent films. They've been using the drone for some of their, uh, production film production. We don't know how much creator. longer yeah. it'll be till we get it back, but we're speculating it's going to be sometime soon here because we did, we, Veronica did kind of get in touch with her regarding getting the drone back. Um, and we're going to start incorporating drone videos into our, uh, onto our shots and taking it out to the park and taking it out to the beach and other places that we tend to go visit as we take you guys along with us. Yes, exactly. That was the whole intent of getting the drone. So anyway, um, so she, the creator is a film that Juliet Wallace of bioluminescent films is producing, directed, wrote, and, uh, Oh my God, what a process. You know, she's got probably 50 to 60 people that she's had to work with her production crew to do this independent film. It's, um, it's crazy how many people get involved in just one single, you know, independent film. It's just, uh, there's so many intricate details involved in the production of a film. You don't think about it until, you know, us just, contacting and staying in contact with Juliet, of course her being your daughter you guys are in contact almost every day but it's just it's, there's so much work that goes into the production of a film you She's have been to work it gets broken down three into years, three years so many segments from audio to color she's got a symphony she got a grant for thousands um and it pays for a symphony um an orchestra, do you remember what country? Slovenia or something? I don't remember. Anyway, so this Slovenian um, symphony, are they're going to do the musical score. She got the grant for that. Um, but it's so intricate and, you know, things like colorization. What the hell? I remember when we, when we were doing films in the early, early days, we used Super 8. That, those are, this is really old school. And when we did major motion pictures, we actually used real film and we would use the Super 8 as a backup. And then video was uh, introduced after. And then we started using video cams where we could actually see a live feed, um, which was better than the Super 8. But anyway, that was the 70s. Yeah, I'm talking 70s. Yeah, 70s, 70s, then into 80s, 90s where we are now yeah we're it's amazing where we are now we're talking about drones and stuff who would have thought yeah yeah who would have thought but here we are so um we want to thank you guys for joining us on this podcast it's more of an update and uh kind of bringing you guys in on to what we're going to be getting into next as far as material 
uh, content for our podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, Jax, I'm going to head out. Uh, thank you all for listening, and um, we will talk soon. Okay. okay. We'll out. see you on the next podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. Thank you.